0: Hi, this is Pauline at Recovery Radio, and I'd like to thank all of you who have supported us financially this year. We have been positively humbled by your expressions of gratitude. Between our YouCaring Online fundraiser, our PayPal subscribers, and increased local donations, we have met our goal to raise additional monies to cover our costs for the coming year. These donations will be used to ensure that our service will continue to provide audio support to the worldwide community of recovering people. All of us here at Recovery Radio, thank you from the bottom of our collective heart.
1: Oh, my Lord. That's about as spiritual as it's going to get right now. I'm sorry, alcoholic. My God, I'm so blessed and grateful. What a weekend! I mean, I am just on fire right now. I can't help it. I I am so grateful for the for you guys that asked me. That's what an honor, huh? Just to be sitting here. I mean, I'm honored when they ask me a detox. I don't know about you all. I don't care. They say give a lead, I go. I don't. They're like, do you want to give a lead? I'm like, sure. Where at? Rule 62. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> And I, asked, called, I called my sponsor, Kim. I'm like, can I say no to that? She's like, no, you can't. I'm like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> of course I'm
1: humbled. I mean, look at the speakers that talked before me. What a powerful message this weekend. Um, I used to go to these conventions and run around and chase boys. None of that has changed. <laughs> Except for I don't participate now. Um, I'm happily married. Can you believe that? Happily married? My husband wishes he would be here. He's like, do you want me to come? I'm like, you don't need to. He's like, I really don't want to. He's like, I've lived it, you know. And um, I just wanted him to come so I can say, and here's my husband. Stand. Stand, honey. Everybody be like, oh, he's such a good man. You know. So much is going through my mind right now. I don't even know where to start. Um, I just want to thank everybody. I mean, committee, I can't believe I got a room. I have my best friend. I've known Brenda for 25 plus years. A girl that I sponsor stayed in our room. I'm like, really? This is just insane how how grateful I am today. And um, you guys rocked. I mean, this convention, wasn't it awesome? Let's give them a big hand. <laughs> Amazing. I've learned so much, you know. I'm from Pauline, I've learned how to really uh really attack my husband with some new stuff now. <laughs> I got some good tips from her and um I'm real shorty P texted me this morning on and he's sweet. He had to get a new flight out and, and um I was fantasizing about him while he was giving his lead and um <laughs> I was like we could be, you know. Ha, what's the what's the Bonnie Bob. Clyde, right? I thought he could be my Clyde, Shorty P. I'll be his Bonnie, Darla D. We'd be I would be Big D and Shorty P. <laughs> That's where my mind goes, you know. Oh man, I love love Alcoholics Anonymous. Love it. Um it's given me a life beyond my wildest dreams. If you're looking for a spiritual speaker, I know Sunday morning's supposed to be their spiritual speaker. I'm like, Really? And you asked me to talk, have y'all heard my story? I'm like F F F F F F I mean you know. And I'm very nervous, of course. I've prayed with about twenty people today. Um Oh man, it's grateful to be sober, isn't it? I cannot believe it. And uh I love alcohol. Let's just jump right into it. Love alcohol, I love drinking, uh alcoholically. <laughs> I um I drank alcoholically from the get go. And um I went to the first convention here, I was talking to Brenda, me and her both were at the Rule Sixty Two at the drawbridge. I remember I think I was three months sober at that time, nineteen years old, oh my God. I had it going on, didn't I, Peggy?
0: <laughs>
1: Barbara Jean was my sponsor at the time. That woman saved my life. You know, I, I never knew cleaning toilets at Russell Street would be a spiritual experience. <laughs> I didn't understand it, but that's what we would have to do, and I would be so pissed off. You know, and clean up the airstrays, and I was never humble about it, you know. I would be like, oh, I guess I'm the only one cleaning up the trays at this <laughs> meeting. I guess I'm the only one cleaning in the toilets, you know, and God just is like, mm, we you need to be humbled, Darla, you need to be humbled, and whatever it takes for Darla to get humble, he will get my attention and and I'll tell you about it, so uh, anyway, I love to drink, love to drink uh alcoholically. I remember um growing up in the country, I hated it, I wanted to grow up in the ghetto um <laughs> Does anybody else ever say that? But I love the ghetto. I still love the ghetto. I'll I'll go down Vine Street, just creeping around the side streets. I mean, what am I doing? I'm 46 years old. I'm a professional, you know, I got a career. The kids, you know, um, at least I ain't copping dope this time, you know. But uh, I just love the ghetto. And um, I remember when, as a child, you know, my dad would be like, we're going over to Covington, let's roll up your windows. (laughs) Lock the door. You know. know, And I'd be looking at them all. And I I liked them. I'd be like, I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be back to visit you. And, um, loved the ghetto. Loved the bars. Loved drinking in bars. Oh my God. The dirtier, the better. Fuglies. High fine establishments. Fuglies. (laughs) You know. Annie's, I love heavy metal music, I still do, 80s, it was a good time back then, I had my pumps on, you know, then I stay in wash jeans, <laughs> um, I don't know you guys, I just, I love to drink alcohol, and, and at 18 years old I was a full blown alcoholic, and I was kicked out of my uh Kicked out of my house because I couldn't abide by their rules. Classic alcoholic <laughs> story. And uh, and uh, moved up with my brother down on Lee Street in Covington. Um, I was going out. I never had a lot of boyfriends. Go figure. I know. They couldn't. I could never relate to that. You know, I'd be wasted and spitting my beer out all over you and chug out of a funnel whiskey straight up. God, 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 Is that spiritual? I did wear these earrings i got cross earrings on, and that count as being spiritual. <laughs> um, and then I'd spit the whiskey out on them, you know, and then I'd be crying in my booze, you know, why don't I have a boyfriend? <laughs> and um, I had one boyfriend in high school, his name was Bucky, he was the loser of the group, you know, he was the stinky, scroungy kid that nobody talked to, and he was my boyfriend. And I was like, you cannot tell anyone, Bucky, but Bucky would buy me booze. You know, and he would buy me anything. And um God, so I got kicked out. I had chances of uh, being in high school. I love sports, I played basketball, all that gone. Um I remember telling the priest, Father Broderick, that uh I'm never gonna go to school again, I'm never gonna go to college once I graduate with D minus. my mind you I had D minus average and um he's like, Why? you know, people always tried to help me. You know, even in high school, people were trying to help me. They could see my potential. (laughs) You got potential, Darla. And I would be like, I'm going to drink till the day I die. I just couldn't imagine not drinking, you know. And at 18 years old, I was um, basically homeless, you know. My mom and dad kicked me out. My brother let me move in in a street down in uh, Covington. And um, he sold acid, which was awesome. So I was tripping on a lot of acid, and I loved heroin acid. Not because I could, you know... Get spiritual, so I could chug whiskey and not puke. <laughs> you know what I mean and, and um and I just loved one acid and um got kicked out, and I hooked up with this guy you know it 's always you boys, you know you bad boys, you know who you are, and uh, I love him, you know I know I just we do we love him, don 't we we love these bad boys, and this guy he didn 't even this was my quality Katie likes what I tell this. My uh, qualifications have to be, you know, they're getting a job. They might not have one, but they're getting one, you know. And they don't. They have a car, but it doesn't run. But that counts, don't it? You know, and um, those were my qualifications, and then that's when I hooked up with this guy, and he was homeless behind Thriftway in a box, and I didn't care. I'd go fix that box up, you know, and... Uh, i mean i was pauline i could relate to that you know i would be controlling his box i mean i would be like trying to fix his box up the way i wanted to fix it up and you know move it over this way move it over that way i mean even then it's like god even when we're even when we're in the gutter we're trying to control everybody else and um so my poor parents, you know what I put them through, man. It's it's just amazing, you know, that they even talked to me today. Um, here's my here's his daughter, a drug addict, alcoholic at 18, and his future son-in-law is some homeless guy in a box. You know, it's like wow. Um, so anyway, I uh, what the heck else did I do? Just drinking alcoholically and. I ended up tripping on acid one night, not unusual, I like to do acid, went to Never on Sundays, I remember the band New York was playing, they were really good, they played heavy 80s music, and um, I was drinking out of the pitcher, which isn't surprisingly, I was a classy broad, you know, I drank out of the pitcher, like that, that's nothing unusual, and, um, but I was the only one tripping, I started to get sick, you know, and I never used to get sick, and then the end of the world started coming. And then the devil showed up. And I'm like, whoa, 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 you know. And uh, My best friend Robin, I talk about her in my lead a lot. You know, um, we're still best friends to this day. She's like, man, what is wrong with you? You know, she couldn't get me down off of that. And I, uh, she ended up taking me to my my grandparents' house at like 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm tripping on acid. And here's my grandma and grandpa. And I'm knocking on the door. Help me. (laughs) uh, You know help me grandma and um frying you know and just sh- they're like what do you want us to do and they called my mom and she ended up coming and getting me and she's <laughs> it was like a big family affair taking darlin she's like do you want help and i'm like yes i want help coming down off of this shit you know <laughs> and she thought i meant carrying it help and she's calling carrying it and stuff and um i end up going to uh I ended up going to the Falmouth Care Unit, you know, at 18, 18 years old. And um, down I go. They got the Cadillac out, you know, and it was a big deal taking Darla to the care unit. And, you know, and Dad was driving and Mom was in the car and my sister Shelly. And it's three in the morning and I am thinking the end of the world's coming. We got to save the box guy. You know, we got to save him. And um, we always got to save him, don't we, Pauline? And uh, I don't know. I just. Um, I don't know. I just ended up going to this care unit. That was my first introduction to Alcoholics Anonymous. And here I am, 19 years old at Falmouth Care Unit, thinking, what in the world is Campbell County going to do now that I'm sober? You know what I mean? And, and um, two people came down to visit me. One of them came down as a friend of mine, and then the box guy came down, and he just came down to break up with me while I was in the <laughs> care unit. I was devastated. I was devastated. I was devastated. I sponsor girls today, you know, they chase those. I mean, I, I see it. I was that, you know. It's like you just got to let them learn. They're going to learn a lot, right, Colleen? You're going to learn a lot. Um, God, I looked through my journal the other day from the carrying unit. That's 25 years ago, man. And you could tell my spirit, my spirituality was based on the contingent of whether or not the box guy broke up with me that day or not. Um. I would be like, I love AA. this is great. Steve came to visit me today. And then the next page, I hate AA. <laughs> Steve broke up with me again. <laughs> Leaving group, causing drama. Um, I was just fighting it, even at that end. I was not convinced I was an alcoholic, even at 18. And um, I thought maybe I had a problem with pot, you know. it's where my son is right now. He just has a problem. He, he can smoke pot now. I've tried that. (laughs) Um, So a couple things happened to me when I was in that care unit. One of them was my family came to visit me. My mom and dad came to visit me at family care. And and I remember my dad saying, I'm proud of you. You're trying to do something with your life. (laughs) A care unit. Trying to do something with your life. And I just remember having a conversation, you know, with my parents that I've never, I haven't talked to them in years, I don't think, years. And um, they introduced me to you guys, Alcoholics Anonymous, and bam, I was just blown away, you know, with Alcoholics Anonymous. And uh, I started going down Russell Street, and oh, my God, mm I can't, I can't even talk about it without getting emotional, because it saved my life for 20 years, you know, and I went down there, and I saw a circus show. I can't, it was like a circus show. I'm like, are you kidding me? These, this is AA. You know, and um, I thought it was supposed to be an old man like Tony Daly under a bridge with the wine bottle, you know? I saw him, and I thought, okay, I'm in the right spot. <laughs> You know, you had little Chucky running around, like a midget, and then he had Colonel Sanders there. And then you had Druggie Joe and Ray Hatton. They're all dead now, and they were beating each other up in the meeting. And E.T.'s got his finger going like this. He's all paralyzed, and oh, my God. Missy's down there just running around like she does now and just... I mean, it's just a good time, you know, and then and I saw Barbara Jean, I asked her to be my sponsor, you know, and my life changed. And um, I became a member of Alcoholics Anonymous at 19 years old, you know, and my life got great, you know. And I love when the forward, you know, in the big book, and they talk about just removing alcohol, you get a 50% or something. I'm not good at quoting the big book at all but you see significant improvement. Just removing alcohol from us, you know. You get an improvement. You only have to work a step. <laughs> and um, well, you won't stay sober, but, uh, yeah, you'll see significant improvement. And that's where it was for me. I was like, dang, this place, you know, I just fell in love with Alcoholics Anonymous. You start to get your self-esteem back. You start to work some steps. You start cleaning up some ashtrays. You start working the coffee bar. You start chasing boys around. Ooh. <laughs> I don't care, if, whatever it takes to get you to a meeting, really. Um so the box guy kinda of vanished in the air, you know. I've got enough self esteem to tell him to get lost ice box, you know, and <laughs> and then I saw him walk in. You know, he was the finest thing that came off the druggie house van. <laughs> he walked in. I was like, Oh girls, no. He's mine, right? Those druggy house boys, I love them. And, um, Mickey can relate. <laughs> oh my God. So, uh, Jacob's dad. You know, I got pregnant. He got drunk. I, I stayed sober. Um, so I was a single mom. Woe is me. On food stamps. Woe is me. Back when they were paper, what the heck is this credit card stuff? They make it so easy now. It's like just a credit card. People don't. You don't have to go through the humiliation. You know, I used to have to go at Kroger at three o'clock in the morning, embarrassed to use my paper stamps. And then she'd say, "Food check." She's got food stamps. <laughs> Humiliate And Then I'd have my coupons. You know, she's like, "I've never seen anybody use coupons on food stamps before." Heck yeah. <laughs> Went to school, became a nurse, Um, going to Alcoholics Anonymous, going to every dance, every function. People were watching my son. We just took care of each other like that, you know. You can bring your kids to meetings. I'll go watch them for you so you can stay. That's just how it's always been like that. I'd bring Jacob. You guys didn't tell me to leave. Thank God you did not tell me to leave a meeting. I would have not known what to do. You don't know you're an alcoholic? You think you might have a pot problem? You got to go. <laughs> I don't know if I'd come back. You know, so, I mean, I probably, I mean, people told me to shut up a lot, you know. Um, I could relate to Lorne. You know, shut up now. Just shush. She did it real gracefully, like shush. I was trying to get a resentment against you. I could not. You, With your accent and everything, I just was, I just felt and you tugged her to Mother Teresa's hand, for Christ's sake, you know. <laughs> I was like, should I hate her or should I love her? (laughs) The arrogance of her getting down in a chair and moving the podium. Oh you know I I understand, I understand. Um where was I? Food stamps, single, in sobriety doing the shit. My life got good. I got, you know, I stayed sober. I got Colleen to be my sponsor. My life changed again. The women in my life. Ooh. Powerful women. I'm so lucky. I am.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> she wants me to, here's how spiritual of a speaker you got today. Sober. I uh, come home. Tommy or Jacob's dad is letting some bimbo mow our yard, which was like about this big, right? And we live in a trailer court. I was trailer tray. I loved it. Loved it. Liv- I love living in a trailer. The yard was this big. He had some hot ass girl mowing our grass when I pulled up. We were still together, I think, at that time. So I had to drive. I drove a Dodge Ram 50, one of those little trucks back then, and I remember just, oh, you know how you were brewing up a real good anger, Pauline. You were brewing it up. See, I don't have to brew mine up. It just comes on, man, and I'm like, and I take my truck and boom, right in the trailer, and he's like, what the hell's going on? I was. I just. I forgot all about that until you brought that up. You can't do that people and stay sober, you know? <laughs> You've got to change in this program or you will drink. Um, so what I do? I met Tommy, got rid of I, I stayed sober through that and that you know, every breakup's hard, isn't it? <laughs> every breakup we go through, Oh my god, I wanna kill myself until another one comes down and you're like, Okay, maybe I could make it through it. You know, and um Thank God for the women in my life. You know, we pick each other up when we fall down, and that's what it's about, you know. Um, the guys will pat you on the ass, and the girls will save your ass. Ain't that what it is? Isn't that terrible? That's terrible to say that during this lead. I'm sorry. That's not spiritual at all. Um, oh, my God. What else did I do, Colleen? Um. Just self will run riot, you know. Self will run riot. You know, putting myself in positions to be hurt, not maintaining my spiritual life, even at five, six, seven years. I stayed sober for 20 years. And, um, but even then I was running my own life and I always had a lurking notion. I always had reservation. I don't know why, but I did. And, um, I think action and, um, getting that wall of spiritual up against you so when stuff does hit the fan you are you're prepared you know you you do not want to pick up that drink you do not want to do that and i think that's where my spiritual program comes in and i wasn't maintaining it you know when we straighten out spiritually we straighten out physically and mentally i think it says something like that and and i really believe that um it just happens like that for me now so what Got a nursing degree. I'm a nurse. Self-supporting through my own contributions. I'm off food stamps. I'm sober. I'm doing the deal. I'm running it. I'm going around. And then I meet another him. And he was at my brother's fifth wedding. (laughs) My brother was getting married five times. I think it was to the second wife twice. So I was at one of his weddings, and he was there. And oh my God, he was six foot seven, looked like Leonardo DiCaprio. I didn't care that he smoked a lot of pot, maybe did crack every once in a while. That didn't, I could overlook that because he was so cute. And um, I ended up having some fun with him. And uh, he, you know, he then he's like, I'm going to be going to prison. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. You can make that work. You know, and I'm seven, eight years sober, I think at the time, and I remember telling Colleen, I think I'm going to go marry him. You know, <laughs> she's like, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn a real lot. <laughs> and then he'd be calling me, and my phone bill was like $800, and I would throw it on the floor, and I'd be all dramatic. You know, why me? Why me? Well, because the choices I make, obviously. And, uh, oh, my God. Wow, Vicky went down there with me to visit him. You're such a good friend. <laughs> We support each other. I'll go, Darla. I'll go. Like, it's four hours away. She's like, that's okay. So I go marry this guy in prison, you know, and um, people are like, why would you do that when you're sober? And I'm like, because he asked. God. He loves me. Didn't you see the cross he made out of the garbage bag? oh, my God, I could just give a lead about the men in my life, you know. So AA works, you know. I mean, it really does. I stayed sober through all that, got it annulled, met my husband that I have today. And um, we met playing softball. It's funny that you mentioned that. And uh, I've known him for a long time. We'll be married 16 years in October. Can you believe that? That's amazing. And this man is an asshole. No, he's not. <laughs> he's sick he's sick if he stays with I can't believe he stayed with me oh God I hope he don't ever listen to my tapes he wouldn't understand the prison guy thing he always would be like you married a murderer look at because I'd be like I can't believe you went out with her she looks like trash and he'd be like uh you married a murderer He wasn't a murderer. He just was a <laughs> so He just drove him down to get crack after they murdered the guy. It's a big difference.
0: <laughs>
1: oh. Mar- I got married in AA. Colleen was in my wedding. Vicky was in my wedding. Barb was there. A lot of people here probably were there. And life just gets so good in Alcoholics Anonymous, don't it? I got married in AA. We had, I had Jacob, you know, of course, and then um, we had Haley. You know, she'll, she's 14 now. Oh, my gosh. And I'm sober, and I'm 20 years sober, and I'm, you know, maybe going to one week, one meeting a week at this time, and I'm not praying. And I'm starting to do stuff at work that I shouldn't be doing, like stealing notebook pads. and ink pens and things like office supplies that I think my office at home needs, and
0: <laughs>
1: I can live with that. You know, you keep te- I keep telling myself, That's, you can live with that, and just I'll stuff that way down, and don't tell anybody you did it, you know, and then just start, I just started doing stuff like that, you know, and then um, gradually, you know, my wall of defense starts to get thinner and thinner, and I have no mental defense against that first drink, none. Because I'm not doing anything to maintain it, you know. And I'm busy being the Girl Scout troop leader. And I'm busy being the PTA member. And I'm living in a home beyond my wildest imagination out in the country that I hate it with beautiful trees and birdhouses and just landscaping and peace and serenity. And instead of taking new girls to meetings, I'm taking brownie troop girls to meetings. And instead of going to meetings myself, I'm, take, I'm going to Girl Scout meetings. before you know it, I hurt my ankle. Oop, tweak, little Vicodin, and boy, oh, boy, the phenomenon of craving. For me, that's how it was. And it's not like I consciously said, I'm going to drink. You know, it was just like kind of like that, you know. And then before you know it, I'm out of the Vicodin that I was supposed to take, and I got the phenomenon of craving with Vicodin, and the obsession starts to happen. And I'm like, damn, I'm going to stay you know, and I'm not telling Colleen what's going on and I'm not telling you guys what's going on, because you know what? I really like it. I like how it made me feel. And um and I'm not gonna tell you guys. So I'm gonna keep that a secret. And then um I hurt my back and then my bone went through my ankle and then I got percocet and then it just kept getting worse and worse. And by the time then I got fat. <laughs> it's, it's always that it's always about our weight. Got fat. I thought, well, I'll take Atipex. Don't have to tell Colleen. She don't need to know that. I am fat. I'm allowed to have Atipex. I need to lose some weight. (laughs) Couldn't couldn't sleep because I'm on Atipex. That keeps you up all damn day, so I got a prescription for Ambien, which is great, by the way. I mean, you You sleep like a damn, you're in a coma with Ambien. (laughs) I don't know why people don't just snort Ambien, really. My husband started to see changes in Darla's behavior, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little, a little anger, little anger came out, you know, and a little sarcasm comes out, and then just a little F.U. comes out every day, and, oh, I remember telling Colleen, I said, you know, I think I got a, pr- I don't know how it happened, I don't remember, guys, all I know is I worked the steps in reverse, and before you know it, the insanity returns, and I forget that I'm powerless over alcohol. You know, and ain't that what it's all about? We're just, we're powerless over alcohol. And um, I, I have no control over the first drink once I put that drink in me. So Colleen prayed with me one night, and I, I already knew I was going to drink a year, I think, before I even told her. I knew it. It's just a matter of time, and oh boy. She's like, well, you might need, I don't know if she even said it, but something about my sobriety date, which meant the world to me. It's still hard not to stand up, you know. I don't know why it's one day at a time, and I know that now, and it really has taught me a lot about sobriety, you know, and just dates. and, And what really matters is what you feel on the inside. I would never, I would, I would never give up what I have today for what I had before. Because what I have today is so freaking awesome. My life today, I'm just so, I'm in a really good spot and I'm free, you know. So, um, and I had to do what I have to do to get where I'm at right now, I guess. You know, God wasn't, you know, that's what it is. So anyway, Colleen, I don't remember what happened, but I, I was drinking. I'm going to drink. I'm drinking after 20 years, and uh, you know, after that, dramatic. I'm just like, I'm so dramatic, Warren, it's ridiculous. I'm like, I'm gonna drink what am I gonna drink? So, I thought, well, I'll try that Mike's Hard Lemonade, that looks pretty good. <laughs> I'm already strung out on perk 30s, you know, and um, we're <laughs> per- per- sharing perk 30s, she always thinks that's funny, and I. So I got a case of Mike's Hard Lemonade. You know how we do. One ain't going to be enough. I need a case. I come home with my case of Mike's Hard Lemonade. And I drink every one of them. I'm drinking like a pig. I am a freaking slosh. I am such an out. I just could not get enough. <laughs> Mike's Hard Lemonade. I mean, it was just insane how much I needed I needed it. I couldn't get enough. So I'd go back to the liquor store, and I would get some whipped cream-flavored vodka. Who in the world made that? Love it. I'm chugging it out of the bottle. My husband's like, damn. He's never saw drunk, Darla. He's like, who the hell are you? Where's my wife? You know? My kids are like, they've never seen me drunk. They're like, oh, my God. What has happened? I'm like, nothing, I'm not an alcoholic! I can't get enough alcohol. I'm walking around with alcohol in me. I just could not get enough. I'm like, damn! The Ohio Board of Nursing is like, damn! Girl Scouts are like, oh my god! I'm writing notes to Haley's teachers, don't even remember it, nod now, big lines, scratch, 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 scratch.
0: (laughs) Give this to your teacher, Haley.
1: Get a call the next day. Miss Daniel, we got a letter from you. We don't have any idea what it says. (laughs) I mean, we are so sick. I'm like, I'm sure she can go ride the bus or something. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it was on. It was on. You know, I remember calling people and telling them, I'm going to drink. I probably told Vicki. I probably called. I don't know who I told. You know, and a couple of people cried when I told them. They did. They cried. Because we know. You guys know I'm an alcoholic. I know I am. But when they go, when people go back out, and we know that they are, we know they don't come back. You know, we buried a lot of people. We buried a lot of good, good people in this program, haven't we? You know. So I know why they cried. Now, Jeez, old Pete. So I'm like, I thought they just, you know, I don't know. But the phenomenon of craving kicked in, and I was off to the races and my, oh, trying to keep it together, you know. And my husband's like, okay, well, let's try to make it. He's so, he's so, oh my gosh. I I don't know. I don't know how he did it. He's like, what was I supposed to do? You know, I tried to talk to you about it, and, I, and no human power. You know, no human power. So my house gets darker. I start to isolate. I'm starting to supplement my hundred and twenty percocet thirty prescription that I get a month because I'm out of them in two weeks, um just trying to manage all of that and be a nurse. It just wasn't easy. <laughs> it was so exhausting. I like how someone was talking about their leave, you know it's so exhausting to live the way we live. It's just like, oh my God, and um I had a supplement, so I you know I was running out of dope, and so I would go to my work, and you know, I thought, hmm. Nurse
0: Jackie,
1: <laughs> i talking to myself in the mirror. You can do it. <laughs> and uh, thus, the uh, my my what I do, what we do, you know, we really, you know, without getting too graphic, we just destroy our families, you know. And he kept saying, and then my husband just told me this the other day. He's like, well, you just kept saying all you're doing is hurting yourself. Isn't that funny? I can't believe I said that to him. So I said I was so sorry, you know. And uh, I'm stealing patients' drugs. I'm stealing them out of Pixis, you know. I couldn't even work without being high. I just started shooting it. Why not? I know how to put an IV in. Jesus Christ, I'm a nurse for Christ's sake. Just put an IV in and mainstream it all day long. You'll be fine. Nobody will know. So that's what I did. I mean, are we insane? That's what my alcohol, that's what alcoholism does for me. And I underestimated alcoholism. Let me tell you people, I underestimated. Does not get any better. Nobody comes back and says, wow, I really had a blast. I got, I got a great job. My family's talking to me. Got a bonus. I was just employee of the month. Nobody ever comes back like that. So, uh, I don't know, I got um, really sick really, really quick, you know, and I just could not manage anything. And I'm, you know, doing a lot of things I shouldn't be doing. I violated, and looked up uh, the Florence Nightingale pledge. I violated every bit of it, every bit of it, you know. Oh, my gosh. And the things that, um, that I did, you know, I'm not proud of. I'm not proud of. But I had to do every bit of them to get to that sweet surrender, you know, of desperation, of uh, asking for help, you know. So I could relate to a lot of the guys that spoke, you know, when you said you lost your job and you couldn't get a job at a 7-Eleven, I was right there. And um, I remember I couldn't make it to my dad's 70th birthday party um, because I was too wasted. And by this time, I'm stealing every bit of the Girl Scout money. And so they have no funds left. And I went one more time to see if they had maybe $10 left in their account that they worked so hard for. And she's like, God, you guys are really doing a lot of stuff. I'm like, oh, I was so disgusted with her. You know, because I did. I drained her account like in a week. And, um, oh, man, a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, you know, a lot of remorse. And um, so what happened? Was I uh, couldn't get it together for my dad's 70th birthday party, and I um, went on to work on a Sunday morning. I w- I showed up work up all the time because that's where that was where my drugs were, you know. And I show up to work on my Harley, and the CEO was there on a Sunday, which is very unusual. <laughs> and the head of nurse, <laughs> and the nurse manager, was there. Which is also very unusual to have them show up on a Sunday morning. So, I i mean, we're still so sloppy, aren't we? I am. I'm like, they, they don't know. It ain't about me. It ain't about me! You know, and I'm all freaking out and i got to get my drugs and I'm sick and I'm shitting my pants because I can't. It's just a nightmare. I'm just withdrawing, you know. And um, they say they want to see you in the back room. Oh. So I'm like, what are you going to do, right? Like, you have two seconds to decide, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to tell them? Are you going to freak out? And I just freaked out. I, would, I just could not tell them the truth. And I flipped the table over on them, and I told <laughs> you know how dramatic I am. Flipped the table, told them it was because I was old woman and it was my age. That there were conspiracy against me, and they're like, well, Darla, we have all of these discrepancies right here from the Pixis, And every one of them are yours. Ah, you know, de- delusional. Delusional. I'm like, no! I quit. You ain't worth having me here. And I qu- I thought that was going to save me if I just quit. And, and then my manager's like, she, she was so scared for me. And she's like, I want to give you this number. I want to get, she was the EEIP. And I'm like. Take that number, shove it. I was just crazy. I was there for 15 years at that job. I, I love them people. I loved my job. I love my family. I love the Girl Scouts. I, but I love getting high and I love drinking. Whew. So. I ordered that, and I drained every bit of our 401K, every bit of our money in our credit union, and I went to the drug dealer on my Harley. I said, I want everything I can for this. He gave me all that. He's like, damn, Mama, what are you going to do with all that? I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. What do you think I'm going to do? Share it. Riding on my Harley, downtown, getting dope, going to the nastiest, dirtiest, sneakiest bathroom I could find with shit and piss all over it. And I'd snort my line right up off that freaking changing table. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to show you all I'm killing myself. And I was a mess. I called my best friend Robin. I said, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself. And I went up there and she poured me this big drink of, of vodka. Hmm. It was about like this. And I was (sighs) drank it all down, nodding off, couldn't talk. She said, darling, you're going to die. You are a mess. I said, I know. Can you help me? I'm a mess can't stop drinking. I went home late to tell my husband. I've been doing. You know what I'm talking about? You're like the only ones that do. My husband don't understand. He thinks we're crazy. (laughs) He thinks we're absolutely crazy. Thank you. I'm turning into Darla Dante. (laughs) I remember when he gave his lead once, I was like one week sober, and I'm like, God, get it with it. But now I understand, you know, when I was 20 years, I was like, ah, these people are, you know, but now I'm like, I can't, I read the, the they're reading the preamble, shut up, they're reading the preamble, (laughs) that meant so much to me when I came back, when people were reading the preamble, I had to hear it, you don't understand how hard it was to come back, it's hard to come back anytime, it's hard to come in here, but I needed to hear that preamble, guys, it's important. It's really important. Call me out on it if I'm talking through the preamble. It ain't going to hurt my feelings at all. Because these newcomers, we need to hear that shit. You know, it ain't, it ain't no joke when you're coming in. <laughs> when you're coming off of a bad relapse, it ain't no joke. you got to hear that shit, you know. Now, when i got a little bit of time, I'll be like, ah, oh, ha, ha, preamble, ah, oh, ha, ha. But right then, I <laughs> needed it.
0: So many Shut
1: up! <laughs> I was so intense when I came back. Oh my God! But but why wouldn't I be? I mean, we get almost die, don't we? If you haven't almost died, it's not an equality. It's not. A, you don't have to. But that's just my story. So, thus my journey. And I said, I told my husband, ever, I in general detail, I need help. I called Colleen. And they, I don't know how it happened. I ended up going to this Pathways in Ashland, Kentucky, and I detoxed brutal. I mean, it was brutal, people. I mean, if you've detoxed, you know what I mean. It was non-medical. I don't understand medical stuff. I probably would have done a medical detox if I would have known it was around. But I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I suffered the agony and misery. So hopefully it will bring back that force, you know, when when I think I can do it one more time. Um, cause it was amazing. I had, I was like Bill Wilson, you know. I had a profound spiritual experience in that detox, and the man wasn't involved for the first time. And I got on my knees, and I was put a belt around my neck, and I was gonna kill myself in detox, you know. And I had Haley and Jacob's picture there, my husband's picture, in the Bible. And um, oh God, and I begged him to come and get me, cause I couldn't do it. And he said, I can't. Do You think? that our families are affected by this man true we 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 put that I like when that guy read his letter from his mom I think that was shorty when he when his letter from I you know how hard that was for me to tell you no yeah I do because now I'm doing it but um so anyway my uh journey back to AA and my dad came and got me out of detox and I was very humbled and hum- and humiliated and um I uh my dad came and picked me up, and I told him everything I've been doing. And my dad's my world, you know. And I was so humiliated. I lost my job. I had no idea what um we had. We were three months in the whole job or no job, man or no man, wife or no wife. You can stay sober. I know that today. We were so in debt. I mean, it's, we're still in debt. <laughs> I mean, but we just, I mean, I just knew that if I surrendered, that God would take care of me. And, um my relationship with God has just like grown immensely now. It's just like I had a spiritual experience in there and I'm not the same person. I'm reborn. And um, I started going to meetings, not like right away. When I first got home, I thought, you know, we... And I live out in the country, people. It ain't like a little drive to my house. And I was thinking about finding something and, and then a knock on the door and, and it was that Alcoholics anonymous at my door and I was there for one hour at my home after I got a detox she 12-stepped me right out of working with others when you read working with others that's exactly what they did for me or I would have never come back I mean they came and they came into my home and they whew, 12-stepped me and they 12-stepped my family Jamie, how are you? Haley, I'm sorry that your mom's got to leave. Here's a bracelet. When you think about her, you know that—that's what we do, ain't it? My house was so dark and dirty. All the bird feeders were thrown over the
0: hill.
1: All, All grass grown up, weeds everywhere. No God, nothing. And uh, I started going to AA, you guys, and I, it wasn't like some of these people, I just don't, I try not to be judgmental, but I am, I'm judgmental. And then when they come in sometimes, I'm like, How, why are you happy? I was not happy. I was beat. And I started going to meetings every day, and I did my 4 step again. With Colleen at 21 Days Sober, she did not delay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I couldn't work, people. I could not work. And the Board of Nursing calls. All right, I'm in some serious shit, all right. Um, I got fired from that job, of course, I did. <clears throat> the board nursing calls, what am I going to do? Colleen said, just tell them you you're willing to do whatever you got to do to get your nursing license back. That's simple. I'm like, okay, I can do that. Honesty has served you me well. <laughs> I hate that one, but I will do that too um And that's what I told the lady, and she said, "You got a serious chemical dependency problem." (laughs) I like, I know I do, do. And 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 I said I'm willing to do whatever I have to do to get. And she said, "Well, meet up with us at Columbus." You guys that were here when I came back, I just want to thank, thank you guys so much. Man, going up there telling them. They said, we'll we'll accept you into this program. I'm like, okay. I do, I'm doing everything they tell me to do. And, uh, I started making my amends. You don't delay. So I called my nurse manager and I called, uh, and met with her at right by my hospital where I worked. I was so scared. Remember that? Oh my God. I was so scared telling her how sorry I was, you know, and what I could do to make it right. And I did that. Over and over and over again. It's the actions that we take, people. Oh, my God. And finally, I started to be able to look you all in the eye a little bit. And they all forgave me except for one. Hmm. Let's talk about her. (laughs) Remember her? Oh, she gave me a list of things I had to do. You know, it's like, uh, you know how you say you finish off with, and what can I do to make it right? And she's like, well, you can tell everybody it wasn't me that got you fired. I'm like, ugh. So I have to do that. And then um, just the other day, and I made my amends, and, the, and my life kept getting better. Nobody would hire me. Finally, Home Depot hired me. And um, I started working at Home Depot and started feeling human again. I can contribute to my family a little bit, you know. But you guys were sliding me 20s. And, I and I, I mean, it's just humbling to come back. Um I called, this has been weighing on my heart a lot. I ripped him off, you know, I ripped Mercy off big time. And I've been praying about it. And so the name, this name came into my mind, you know, just like someone was talking in their lead. I'm, I don't know who it was, but don't ignore that, you know. And I didn't. And I called Mercy and I said, um, I need to talk to this person. I need to make, I want to, and I started telling her, I said, Sue, this is Darla. I used to work for you. She's like, oh, I remember you, Darla. (laughs) This was just last week. And um, I said, I need to make amends to you. I'm in a program now where it demands us to make amends. Not demands us, but, you know, I did that little spell to her, and I said, I need to make financial amends to you guys somehow. And she's like, I'm in that program, too. And we talked. She prayed with me. Don't you love AA? I love AA. And and that's just. And then I was able to be a nurse again. Nobody would hire me. I come with baggage, you know. I got restrictions. <laughs> I don't blame them. I can't. I shouldn't even be a nurse. I mean, and I have like this big folder I got to give them at my interviews, you know, like, um, here's my past. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm all dressed up. I'm praying, you know. And then, um, I mean, I remember receiving that letter that I could even apply as a nurse. I bawled like a baby. Oh, my gosh. How can I not be grateful? And, uh, so finally, you know, people are like, uh, not where We don't need anybody right now. We don't need, you know, I got so many rejections. And Renee would be like, you got a new employer. You got a new employer. And, but I believed it. And I just kept on AA and, um and the sponsor i have today is a uh, amazing woman you know i and i still call all the women in my life you know but um just showing me how to be a mom and a wife and work and do all that stuff um i can't figure it out i don't know how to do that i need direction constantly and, and and i'm just not would not be the same person I was without each and every one of you. And I, I don't really know. I think I'm fine and I need to shut up because I don't, I kind of like, feel like myself is rambling. But I just want you guys to know that this program is amazing and I hope that I led you off. Uh, farewell. I had a great time. I hope you guys had a great time. I mean, I'm just grateful for everybody. Thank you so much.